Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly podcast in which we talk about the secrets behind living the life you've always dreamed of. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is entrepreneur, coach, and speaker, Michael Marcial. Michael is a coach, speaker, and mentor who helps people believe in and achieve their dreams and level up their income. Michael also has a podcast that hit number 25 on iTunes in the first three days. It is such a pleasure talking with you today. Michael, welcome to the show. Well, thanks so much, Ellen. I'm super, super excited to be here this morning with you. Yeah, me too. I have a million questions for you. But first off, it sounds like you're just living the dream. You're the epitome of success. You've got a thriving coaching business, a popular podcast. Like when you go to parties, are people just like, hey, I'll have some of what he's having? <laughs> you know, that's that's hilarious. I love this. This is amazing because um, I, I, you know, it's interesting. I do get a little bit of that, which is which is kind of cool. It's different. But at the same time, it's bizarre to me because I'm like the most regular guy I know. I'm just a normal, normal person. And you're right. Like, I, I feel like um, I have figured some things out, but that's not without its, uh, you know, its trials and tribulations and, um, um, you know, a, a long history of just battling through uh, the hard stuff um, to get to the part where, you know, you really enjoy what you're doing. So. Um, but yeah, yeah, people, people love, people love chatting. That's for sure. Yeah, no, no, it's really cool. And I think one of the things that first, um, I guess attracted me to you or made me want to learn more about your work and your story was, um, hearing about a time in your life when things were a little bit more challenging and, and how you really managed to turn it all around, uh, rather quickly. But could you just tell that story? Yeah, absolutely. So here's, here's the, and I so appreciate you bringing this up is because, um, you know, there, there was a time when my life was different. Um, and, uh, I really did enjoy it. I was, I was consulting for some big companies and, uh, you know, kind of focused on marketing and sales and, and some different things like that. And it was just, it was amazing. It was the things, you know, it was the thing I just never had in my life, which, um, I never felt like I was successful. I always felt like it was a, a struggle just to be good at whatever I wanted to do. And, um, and for the first time, um, I had this, this kind of dream career and, uh, the beautiful family and, you know, healthy income and the house and the cars and all the stuff. And, uh, I quickly realized that after my daughter was born, um, that's when it hit me that I was, I was overworking myself uh, to the point where, you know, I, I was, I was calling myself like the, the family man, you know, and, and at the same time I was going to work before my daughter would wake up. I'd be coming home after she went to bed and, um, and for a couple of reasons, mainly because I didn't really grow up with my dad in my life, it hit me super hard that I was kind of replicating my childhood and I had the opportunity to be in her life. Um, and so it, it kind of hit me really hard. And uh, at the same time, I know that uh, uh, actions speak louder than words. 
And so I, I made a, a pretty big decision to leave that, that position and kind of focus on family. And here's where the, here's where the fun part started, Alan, is that, you know, I, I realized that my former wife and I, um, we just had grown so far apart over my four year stint of, of consulting and, uh, there, there, we, everything that we had tried, we just didn't, we couldn't bring it back together. It wasn't happening. We'd grown so far apart and that hurt, that hurt to see that and to realize that. And, you know, I literally within the matter, a matter of 30 days, I went from, um, you know, this ideal career for me, beautiful family, the, the things I never had growing up. And I went from that to uh, filing for divorce, separating, uh, losing my career, not losing, but, but choosing to give up my career. And now my identity, the things that I really put stock into didn't quite exist. Uh, my identity didn't exist. I didn't know who I, who I really was. And wow, that was tough. Like, you know, I, uh, but it's okay because as things were kind of burning around me, I'm sitting there, you know, just kind of uh, really in hindsight lying to myself saying, okay, you know what? Things are okay. You're going to get your own apartment. Um, you'll still be able to see your daughter. You'll just live, you know, you'll just fully enjoy your life now and, and, and. Uh, well, and six months later, here I am realizing that I, you know, I wasn't socializing with my friends. Uh, I didn't see my daughter nearly as much as I would have, would I, that I would love to. Um, I, I just stopped living. I stopped taking care of myself. I just, uh, you know, and in honesty, that was for me, that was a depression, a six month slippery slope into a depression. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that when you, you don't work, you know, when you're not producing that way, well, it's weird because you don't have any income. I don't know if you get, I don't know if you've realized this, like you have to work to, to make an income and I wasn't doing that. So six months go by and my bank account is empty and uh, couldn't, couldn't afford to pay rent, phone, uh, you know, basic necessities and uh, found myself sleeping in my car, long story short. And, uh, that was the wake up call, Alan. That really was the wake up call to, uh, to understand that, that I, I kind of chose that path. You know, it was a, it was a, it was an awakening. I was like, wow, I created this. I can't put this on anything else external. I had to look super hard at myself and realize that was me, you know? And, uh, and like you said, you know, in a, in a pretty quick, turnaround, I just, I started to do different things. I started to take a different path, uh, forward from that. And, uh, and that, you know, a certain couple of processes later, um, my, my life, my business had, had again, drastically changed from my emotional, financial, relational, physical, uh, spiritual rock bottom to now automatically just kind of hitting this upswing. Um, but yeah, that's that's the story in a nutshell, Ellen. I love that story, and so many of um, you know. I, I really enjoy reading business books and and um, nonfiction sometimes, and uh, so many of 
the uh, mentors that are out there writing books and, and helping the rest of us, you know, move forward have a similar story where they've got this rock bottom time and, you know, things are really bleak and bad. And um, I find that very inspiring that, um, you know, people are able to find it within themselves to pick themselves up and, and move forward past that. What would you say is the biggest thing that helped you, um, you know, shift your circumstances? Was it, was it a mindset thing or was it, it was something else? You started taking different actions or how did you get out of that depressed, yes. you know, I state of not doing it? Yeah. Yeah. That's the question. And, you know, imagine this, like, imagine if you, you had your, your, um, like a full-time job, you're making, um, a healthy six figure income and all of a sudden you have this, uh, uh, you realize and, and you kind of recognize and remember the fact that you have this burning deep down desire, this passionate, fiery thing inside of you to go do something bigger and different, uh, unique for yourself. In that situation, you don't have, uh, there's really not a push, right? Like, other than just like you, you know, you want to do something else. You know, you have your nine to five, but you want to go pursue something else. There's not that, uh, that desperation mode that happens that like you have, it's a have to, right? Like there's nothing that, that tells you that you need to do this like ASAP, like urgency to the max. And for me, um, when I was sleeping in my car, I also realized that there still wasn't that urgency. And that sounds bizarre because I was sleeping in my car, but I didn't have that urgency. I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. Just, I can make do with what, like I started to, to justify and, uh, try to, um, kind of placate myself a little bit to the fact that I was sleeping in my car and that in itself, like I, I, I recognized what I was in. I recognized that I was in this depression and then it hit me that like, Michael, you've always wanted to do something different and awesome for yourself outside of consulting. You've wanted to help your friends that have reached out and asked you how you've been able to, to kind of land these clients and brand yourself and, uh, and really have your own business that's doing pretty well. And, uh, and that's when it, it all came together. And, uh, I, I just, you know, one of going back to my daughter, man, like, not being able to provide for her, um, let alone myself. Like at that point, I, my, my beliefs around myself were pretty dismal, right? Like I didn't care if I ate, I didn't care if I, at that point, honestly, if I even continued living, um, you know, if I think about myself just, uh, as an individual, but like, I could not let my daughter down. That was my story. My story was growing up uh, you know, hard. It was difficult. Uh, we didn't have a lot of, of, um, uh, money to do much of anything, which wasn't a huge deal for me, but that was how I grew up and didn't have my dad in my life. And that was really hard for a lot of reasons. And all of a sudden, like this gigantic light bulb went off that my story could be different. My daughter's story could be different. You know, I could show up in different ways, if not for myself, then for her. And, um, and I didn't, it, and then all of a sudden I, I literally, I like, I woke up, I saw myself in the, 
uh, in the rearview mirror. And I told myself, I was like, Michael, this is the circumstance that you're in, but this is not who you are. You have to remember how powerful you are, how capable you are. You know, here's a laundry list. Like literally it was like every coach and every mentor, like I've probably ever had just showed up at that time. And was like, Michael, just remember that you've got this thing. Like now you don't have necessarily the time and the ease and the comfort to take more courses to learn how to do things or hire more coaches, more mentors, go to seminars, read eBooks and audiobooks, listen to like the endless stream of content to quote unquote, prepare yourself to do this thing. You've already been prepared and it's now time to do something. It's, you know, and here's something that's really interesting and, and I'll keep this idea brief but this is something I share um, in my mastermind group with my peeps that I love talking about belief systems, right? That's something that, that I, there's a lot of power there. However, and this is a, probably a wildly different shift than, than where most people um, have been taught. But I, in that moment, I could not, there was not, I didn't have the time or the luxury to uh, hire coaches, mentors, go to seminars and like change my belief system that I was a piece of fill in the blank with like the worst things you could think. Right. Like I wasn't just going to magically pull myself out of that. Um, and we also, we've all seen like that wheel of, of beliefs where it's like your belief system, your beliefs influence your thoughts, thoughts, influence your actions, actions lead to results and your results reinforce the beliefs. And I do believe that that's the case. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't just spend years going to, to seminars and, and working on personal development to like change my life in, in like the immediate now. The only thing I could do was to take action. I moved to the exact opposite side of that wheel and I started doing, I was like, you know what? I, I, I can't, I, I don't have the, the luxury or the time, the money or the, the, the comfort now to be able to be okay with what I'm doing. I need to take some actions right now. And my action steps, um, and it's kind of funny when, when I take action, I see results right after just like anybody else. And I realized, I was like, you know what? I have nothing left to lose. Like besides my life, which to me meant very little at that time, it's like, I got nothing else to lose. Like I want to go after the thing that, that I've always wanted to. I wanted to um, coach and train other coaches and entrepreneurs. That was like a real deep calling for me for the longest time that I had ignored. And I started doing, I, I started taking those, those actions that I always wanted to never did. Cause I was too, too afraid and too comfortable doing the other things that I was, I was doing. And, uh, I started seeing results. Some were not favorable. Um, and so then I started taking faster and faster res, uh, actions to see the result quicker and then things started to click. That's when, that's really when things started to change. And I, I mean, and like Ellen, this is the, like the real stuff. And the reason why I love working with um, coaches, mentors, speakers, and entrepreneurs specifically, it's because I know how hard it is to build something of your own and have other people choose into it. Cause I, I, I worked on that as fast as I could for about 40 days. And, uh, what I saw was that I needed to tap in like the one thing that I, for, I kept forgetting and eventually it made sense 
is that I needed to tap into my own story. You know, we've all heard it. Our storm is our, our story. Our mess is our message. And it wasn't like I started reaching out to people. Ellen, this is the funny part. Like I would, I would reach out over Starbucks or McDonald's Wi-Fi because I didn't have cell service. And I would uh, hit people up through social media. I would um, do, do things like that. I would set up uh, Skype calls, uh, you know, again, because I could do that over Wi-Fi. And I was trying to offer my thing. And some people actually did take me up on that. But it was just like, okay, well, I kind of like I know you well enough. So I know that, you know, you're you're a genuine guy. And I know that what, whatever you're working on is probably really good. So here's a yes. And, and that those tiny yeses like were the biggest thing in the world for me. Absolutely provided that income that um, that I need to to buy food, even, you know, like take care of my daughter um, and just kind of make it by. And that like I, I'm a mathematical kind of – actually, I went to school for, for math education. So I, like I get numbers and the numbers didn't add up. I was like, OK, at this rate, I'm going to be making $1,500 a month and like that still isn't enough. My, um, my child support at that point was uh, let's say two-thirds of that. And I can't, you know, there's, there's not like, and I, I want to take care of my daughter. That's first and foremost for me. So there's not enough for me to pay, pay like the things I need to and eat food also. So I need to do something different. And here's the twist. It wasn't until I tapped into my own story and started sharing that with people that things really took a, a, a major upswing in my business and, and my, my self-esteem even. Um, I started to tell people, I'm like, you know what? It's hard to be a coach. It's hard to do your own thing because people aren't just, you know, in droves generally choosing into our programs, uh, hiring us at, you know, $25,000 engaged. Like it just doesn't happen that way. And I then looked at myself and my business and deconstructed it to the max and put together the things that, now, this is interesting. I put together the things that I needed in that moment. I was like, you know what? If I put together these things that I need right now that I can't afford, like by a long shot, like what would that look like? And uh, I tapped into my own story and I said, you know what? This is what, it, this is what it would look like. This is what my business looks like right now so I can help people that are like me right now um, and like that, that were me in the past. And, uh, and I did that. I started to share my story and I said, does, is, is there anyone else out there that has felt like that or feels like that now and could use assistance to do these things in your coaching uh, or speaking or entrepreneurial journey? That's when the hands started shooting up. That's when other people, my people started to say, holy crap, Michael, like, yeah, I'm there. Like you see my, my, my Facebook and this, the snazzy, uh, you know, profile picture and, all this other stuff, but I'm hurting. Like my business isn't working. I don't have time to like dilly dally anymore. I've got to like freaking dive into it and I need, I need to make it work. And I was like, wow, there are so many of me out there right now. And that's, those are now my people. And I feel like I'm on fire every single day. Like we talked about before this show, um, I, let's see, just over four hours ago, fell asleep after <laughs> dealing with car trouble. Uh, which is funny enough, we're talking about me sleeping in my car and 
having car trouble this morning before doing doing your show. Um, but with with less than four hours of sleep, I'm still up and making sure that at 8 a.m. we're ready to rock and roll on on this show because this is real for me because I know that there's somebody or somebody's listening that are in the exact same spot that I was. And, uh, and my purpose now is to share the fact that it is more than possible, uh, because I am the most regular dude. I know it is possible to do with what you have, the things that you've always wanted. And so that kind of propelled me forward. And, um, more and more people started saying yes. And, uh, they started saying yes to the bigger programs that I was offering. And literally in 45 days, my, my business was taking off and, um, you know, it was interesting along with that, my self-esteem, my belief system, my thoughts improved and like my actions improved. Like it was a very different wheel. It's, it's more of like a cycle of action. I was taking action, seeing certain results, either positive or negative. And on those positive ones, I had no choice but to like triple down on that. And then my belief system was like, holy crap, Michael, you are doing this. You can do this. This is happening. You are equipped. You know what to do. Keep going. My thoughts uh, improved. Like my, uh, like I, I, I really started to climb out of this depression mode. And, uh, and now that's four, a little over four years ago now. Um, and now, like you said, like I get to speak around the world. I get to do amazing, cool things with my people, like the people that, that get me and I get them. Um, I get to work with amazing people all day, every day and do cool, cool interviews with Ellen Barton. That's awesome. Well, let me ask you a question and it's, um, you know, I, I, I totally agree with you. And obviously even when you were going through this rough time, you had skills, you know, you had knowledge, you had tools that you were eventually able to pull out and help other people with. But how do you get from, you know, before you're yourself successful, how do you get through that fake it till you make it stage where do you, do you ever, did you ever question that point where you're like helping other people? And, you know, this question really isn't a criticism. I'm just really curious mm-hmm. because yes. all of us have been there and probably a lot of us are still there. Um, Absolutely. So how, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Do you just have to, you know, suck it up and, and let your mind be, um, like move forward to the place where you know you're going, but you're not quite there yet, but you just have to like ignore your circumstances? Yes, that's, that really is a lot of it right there. You nailed it. And I know I I tend to blab and that's, uh, you know, I've got the gift of gab and I don't know where this comes from, but, um, you know, when you get so dialed into your, your goal, um, and when that goal, and this is my own take, you know, it might be different, but when you're so dialed into your story, you know what that feels like. That's, that's like the most real thing for you, you know, outside of like the imposter syndrome to say, like, who am I to serve people in this way? Right. The answer is always in your story. You know, I went through certain things growing up without a father so that I could not let my daughter down. Right. Like I've seen, I've seen what depression does to my immediate family. And then I realized I was in it myself. Like I didn't want that anymore. You know, there, and, and then to recognize that story and then 
sharing it with other people, that's real to me. And it's so like, it's so amazing, Ellen. Like here's, here's the magic in, in the question you just asked when I'm on stage and I say, and I, I share a little bit about my story so people understand where I came from and why I'm doing the things that I'm doing in the ways that I'm doing them. And I say, does anybody else in this, in this audience, like, do you feel me? Have you been there or are you there now where like some of this uh, resonates with you? 90% of the hands go up, right? 90% and the other 10% are just lying. Like they don't want to raise their hands, but we all 100% of people have felt some tinge of what I'm talking about. And some people just don't want to talk about it. And I have no fear, like zero fear of sharing the real stuff about what I've gone through, about what I'm seeing my clients go through. And the, the feedback that I get through social media, through speaking, through other platforms on what's working and what's not working right now. And I have no fear about talking about those things. And I really have a penchant for sharing real stuff now because I've seen how impactful it is in other, other people's lives. Now, here's the beautiful part. You know, somebody listening to this right now in a, you know, a rough time in their life, you know, maybe even frustrated in their business, it's not working, frustrated in a lot of external things, and maybe kind of isn't like looking inward and trying to figure out what's going on there. Um, here's the good news. The good news is that you have a story. It is unique from literally everyone else in this world ever. And that story, um, that, that thing, that is your platform. That is the way that you reach the people that you've always wanted to reach. That's how you really truly connect with other people in a way that they understand you and you understand them in ways that, um, you know, maybe before we weren't willing to, to discuss. Um, and it's when you do that, that you actually give a subconscious and maybe sometimes co very conscious, uh, permission slip to other people to do their thing, to like finally go after the thing, to, to stop living someone else's life and to step into who they really are and what they're meant to do on this, on this planet. And it's a really powerful, um, it's a really, it's just powerful. That's just what it is. So to answer your question, it's like, who, who are we to, to do these things? You know, like the doubt that kind of creeps in now I have very, like, I'm human. I still have my own doubts. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like somebody is willing to, after knowing me for three weeks to choose into my, my high level mentorship program. OMG. Like that's, that's, you know, that it blows my mind still. You know, it really does. When I jump on calls with uh, potential clients and they're like, oh my gosh, you're on the call. Like you don't have like your people on the call. I'm like, well, I've got like three people. So let's be real. And I love these calls. So yeah. And I like, I'm, I'm thankful for the time also so I can learn more about you and what you're working on, what you're working towards, see if this might be a good fit. Like that's, it's interesting to get that feedback, but I'm just being real. Like I'm connecting with people and I can see the feedback. So you know, when you're so tied into your story and the fact that there's so many people like you, you want to get out there and do your thing so you can reach more of them. And there's no excuse not to do that at that point. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so much good stuff here. Thank you. Um, 
I want to move on to a few more questions before we run out of time. Um, Michael, how do you define success, and is it the same as happiness? Oh, man. You're, you weren't lying. You're, you have some, some amazing questions, so that's good. Um, and I'll keep these brief. I know I'm, I'm, I'm long-winded. So um, it all goes back 400 years ago, Ellen. Uh, no, I, you know, success, how do I define it? If you're living, um, if you're living a life that, uh, that you actually want, that is success to me. Um, that doesn't have to be business related, not even just personal, but like if you're living that life that you want, you're doing the things that you want to be doing in this world, that's success. Um, and is it different than happiness? Yeah, it, I think it really is. I mean, it's definitely and directly tied to together. Uh, but you know, if you're living that, because honestly, like if you're living the life that you want, you can be happy. You could be making $23,000 a year and be wildly happy. You know, you can be, um, like fill in the blank with whatever that could look like. That might be outside of what you, you know, our, our preconceived notion of success. Like you don't have to be making a million dollars a year to be happy. Um, you have to be doing what you love, like, and be with the people that you love and all these things. And so there's a definitely, I, I believe, a direct correlation. I don't know if it's the same thing, but there are aspects probably of each other. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So one of the things that annoys me sometimes is when people make excuses for why they can't, why they can't fill in the blank, you know, why they can't achieve success, why they can't do something. And um, most of the time, I really feel like we put those limitations on ourselves. So I'm just wondering if you can speak to that. Like, are there, does everyone have the ability to achieve success? Yes. Period. Um, And then from that, like the excuses that we tell ourselves, and and I'm speaking from experience, and this is, this is why I shared a little bit about my story is that, that uh, the the excuse mode comes from, um, uh, comes from fear and comes from not knowing what you want to do. You know, I, I can make a lot of excuses. Like I could have made an, uh, Ellen, I could have sent you a message this morning to say, Hey, sorry, got in super late car trouble, battery died, had to find a way to the store, got a battery, replaced my battery. I'm not the most handy guy. It took me forever. And I, I fell asleep at, at, you know, 4am, 4:30 this morning. Sorry. Can't like, let's reset. Like I could have made up all those things. But my purpose is driving is driving me now. It really is, and like the excuse doesn't. It's not big enough, you know. Like it's not it's not more important than my mission and vision for what I want to do in this world. Um, And so here we are. Like all of those little excuses, that's what they are. They're excuses. Um, They, you know, there's maybe some validity there, but they're so much smaller than that big thing that you want to do. And if you don't know what that big thing is, those excuses look like freaking mountains. You know, they're gigantic to you and they're real and they feel heavy. Um, when you tap, when you, when you give up the excuse or you, if nothing else, you just push that mountain to the side for a bit and give yourself some time and space to really tap into who you are, what you're here for, what you're uniquely qualified to be doing and you get lit up by it then that excuse, it's like, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't like, you know, one, one that I hear is like, Michael, like you speak a lot on stages and whatever. I would love to do that, but I'm definitely afraid 
of, you know, speaking on stage, public speaking, like, do you ever get stage fright? And my question in return is like, what stage, right? Like what stage is it that you believe I'm speaking on? I'm, I'm driven by this right now. Like I want to be in front of people. I want to be sharing this because it's useful for people. They get that. And I then get to, with the right people, play with them at different levels. You know, I actively get to uh, change their life, change their business. And that is important to me, not any fear of me slipping up on some words or saying the wrong thing or not, you know, constructing my slides the right way or pitching something the right way. Like that, that, that is secondary to like the fact that I, I, it's a need, like I need to be there. So excuses, I believe come from the fear, uh, many fears, but mostly it's like, we don't really know what we want to do and it's not big enough for us for it to be bigger than the excuse. Mm, That's a really good way to put it. And I love that you brought, you know, purpose into it and in your big why and all of that, it's, it's all tied together in, in my view anyway. So great, great way to articulate it. Um, is there anything that you wish, any advice you wish you would have had early on or anything that you share with people maybe getting started out in their career or their second career or their their purpose-driven yeah. career? Yeah, exa- I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it would be this piece here. Stop lying to yourself. That would be like I wish somebody said that to me. You know, like I would be lying to myself if – you know, four years ago when I thought like, okay, I'm sleeping in my car. Uh, I just need to get out there and like all this stuff. Like I, I showed like my social media did not look like I slept in my car. If that makes sense. My family didn't know I slept in my car. My friends didn't know. Like I was, I was actively lying to myself. Like, yeah, there's ego, there's pride. And you know, I didn't want people to, to, to equate my, my circumstances to, my new business and thinking like, yeah, okay. There's some things that, that I felt were real in there, but I had to stop lying to myself. I wasn't the guy that was wearing the shirt and tie and speaking really properly in what I call my mentor voice to like, to, to just be prim and proper. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm a real person and I love, I love the real stuff. And so I needed to cut that out. I needed to stop lying to myself. I needed to stop lying to myself that my, my, my consulting that was yielding, um, like I said, a, a, a nice six figure income was actually fulfilling me, right? Like I had to stop lying to myself and in so many ways, and it all came to a head when I was sleeping my happy butt in a car. So I, I wish somebody would have just said, Hey, just be real, share the real raw stuff. Um, the person that you are and you, the right people, the right opportunities will, will find you at that point. That's what I call law of attraction right there. When, when I'm putting out real, I get real back. Mm, that's, that's awesome. I'm sure that was scary to do when you first did it, but obviously well worth it. And how many people uh, have you helped over those years you've been doing this now? Yeah. Scary, um, is an understatement fear. It's like, <laughs> I always equate this to like, if you're at a haunted house, right. And it's like you always come to – they always do this to you. Like there's that dark, dark, like pitch black maze and you have to like kind of feel around for the walls and like kind of bump your way through this thing and it takes forever. It's – that's for me fear. It's like it's an unknown universe that you're walking into and these walls 
are the things that like the resistance that we feel in, in our lives. Like, Ooh, like, you know, you're at the store and somebody's in an argument and you wish like, and it's getting like aggressive and you wish you could say something like you wish, like I, in hindsight, oh, I should have said something. I should have done this thing. Like that's the resistance that we feel in the moment. And we have to also realize that that does not exist. The fear of that is the only thing, this invisible fake false thing that is holding us from doing that next thing. And by pushing through that wall, maybe if we realized in that haunted house, those walls did not actually exist and we could walk in a, in a very different way, um, that we would be doing very different things. Like all the things that we wish we had that we don't, or that we tell ourselves we could never, that's on the other side of fear. You know, the happiness that we've always been seeking, that, that true fulfillment that we hear people talk about, it's on the other side of that resistance of you, you know, telling people that you're a coach now, telling people that you, you know, you might believe some things that are a little different. You know, it's, it's scary at first, but you push through it and you see what happens. And again, you take an action, you see a result. And that belief system is like, oh my gosh, like what else is possible? Like what else can I push through right now? You know? And so I think that's just fun, but, um, yeah, I, I'm. I think that's. I think that says it all right there. Well, Michael, it's like killing me to have to say this, but we're like out of time, and no. I <laughs> could talk to you for the rest of the day. Of course, you have things to do, um, but maybe we can do this again sometime. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I would love to. You know, and especially like if 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 your audience is getting any value from this, and you're getting that feedback, I'm getting that feedback. Um, and maybe we want to dive deeper and do a part two. I'm so down for that. I'd be so, so down for that. That's fantastic. Well, Michael, I'm going to, um, you know, post your links and your bio and all of that on my website, but what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, there's really two ways. I am a social creature. Um, uh, you know, definitely, you know, of course you can go to my website. There's a lot of, um, information on like the businessy side of who I am a little bit more about my story. Um, uh, my new, uh, mastermind community, the five figure work week, but Facebook, like you can literally if, 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 uh, if it's possible, like sometimes, you, you know, you get filled up on friends with, with crazy Facebook, but send me a, a Facebook message. Tell me that you heard me on the show. I'd love to actually connect with you. Um, and, uh, and that's where I play. I, I live there. A lot of my clients are uh, you know, that's, that's actually how we communicate is through messenger. So yeah, hit me up directly on, on, uh, on Facebook. That'd be awesome to connect. Okay. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for being on the show. It was really great. Um, I got a lot out of it and I'm sure the listeners will as well. So, um, thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to today's show. My guest was Michael Marcial. And you can find this complete interview, links to Michael's website, and, of course, his social media pages on our website, readysetgrit.com. Thank you again for joining us. And next Friday, we'll release another episode with tips on how to turn your daydream into a phenomenal success. So please check that out. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com, where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our ebooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit. Inspired actions, real results.